Welcome to episode three of Lift You Up, or welcome back, because maybe you were here for episodes one and two, so even better. I'm gonna ask you for a little favor, if you would please subscribe to my YouTube channel, or give me a follow on Instagram, at Tamika Bickham TV, I would be so grateful. But today, we're gonna talk mental health and financial health, because the two are very tied together. And today's guest, Renzo Barreto, he is a financial services professional at an independent financial planning firm here in South Florida called One South Florida Wealth Advisors. And what they've done is different than I've seen at any other firm. They've actually created a division for mental health. So Renz is going to tell you a little bit more about his personal story. It's really touching and it's difficult to hear, but it's an important story to hear because he lost his best friend to suicide. And he knows the pressures and the stresses that people go through firsthand. And he also knows how tied our mental health is to our financial health. And that is something we are all dealing with. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Renzo Barreto, I am so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you for joining me. I think you and I must have met about, what, one year ago, a year and a half ago now? <laughs> yeah, probably a year ago or so. It's time exactly. flies when you're having fun, I mean, right? It's been a good amount of time. Um, and through the lovely Beth Tache mm -hmm. and just mutual circles kind of coming together. So, and now we're here chatting. And over that last year, I've really gotten to know so much about you. You are at One South Florida Wealth Advisors, but what's so interesting is you are the director, now tell me so I don't get this wrong, director of mental health? Mental health and, and, community, and community outreach. outreach. Which is a division at the firm. So tell me Correct. about that, because I think that's really different. Um, that probably, I mean, myself and anyone listening probably hasn't heard of having this division of mental health at a financial advising firm. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I mean, I, I, it's always exciting to be able to share your story, um, just talk and connect to people. Um, but regarding the firm and, and the division devoted to mental health and community outreach, uh, it was a long time coming, I, I guess you could say, you know, and it all falls back on a, on a personal story. Um, but really what the what the actual division is devoted for is to address financial stress and anxiety. So just full disclaimer, we're not mental health therapists. Um, that's not our specialty, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we have no problem referring out to different agencies and we have a great network specifically here in Broward County and we do it all the time if need be, but we just wanted to, I think, bring back the human element of what financial planning or financial strategies, are all about, if you will. Was this an idea that you had and sure. 
you presented to the firm as far as having this mental health? So I've been with the firm since March of last year. Uh, and Serge Mallet, who you've gotten a, a chance to meet yes. and know some, Hi, being Serge. the president of the firm, <laughs> we had the ability to work with each other um, in a previous institution. We became good friends. And about three years ago, he decided to branch out and create his own firm. And the reason why he did that, and that's really important going into this whole story, is because he realized that as an industry, and this is not to talk about specific people or institutions, but as an industry as a whole, we, we kind of dropped the ball. We became very transactional and we really forgot to focus on the individuals, families, or business owners that we're really sitting down with and trying to, to help. So in doing so, we were always keeping it in touch. And this was an idea that was kind of boiling in my head, I guess, uh, for the last three, four years. Um, and it really started probably 2016 or so. And, and the reason for that was because I lost my best friend to suicide in 2012. So being in the industry for the last 10 years, I've seen a lot of things and having conversations with people, I've heard a lot of things. But one of the things that I would always do was talk about my best friend, Patrick, who passed away. Patrick was my, my little guardian angel and is my guardian angel that always sits on my shoulder and hangs out with me as I go and help people and, and do my everyday thing. And I would share the story of Patrick. And in doing so and talking about financial stress in general or anxiety that people are dealing with, stories of depression, anxiety, or just stress in general would start coming out. Uh, it was amazing. People would start just sharing their story. They would really just not even knowing it, just be extremely vulnerable with me. And I remember it was one day I was leaving Nova Southeastern University. I was, I was meeting with somebody and I called Beth and I said, this is crazy. She was like, what do you mean? This is crazy. I said, this is, this is beyond crazy. What I'm hearing. If I could tell you in the last 10, 20 different conversations that I've had, about 80% of people are dealing with some sort of stress, anxiety, or depression. And it's not just finance. There's so much more. So that was kind of the birth of this whole thing. And for a couple of years, it was in my head. I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this. Uh, and I was blessed to be able to, to join the team with Serge. And when we had talked about this a little more, it really aligned with what his goal was with the firm and what he was wanting to accomplish. So we said, you know, Let's give it a try. Let's launch the division. Let's see what happens. And let's, let's try to help as many people as we possibly can. What happened at that time? Um, you know, how did you learn of the news? Was it something that you saw coming with your friend? Like all things, people struggle. And uh, unless you're affected by it firsthand, you never really think that it could happen to you or to someone that you care about for that matter. And so I would always hear about suicide or depression or anxiety. And he and I were super close. We would talk every single day. Um, he lived in South Carolina where I used to live and we would just always catch up. And through us catching up, we would share our stories or some of our struggles. And at that moment beforehand, I really didn't think that that was even humanly possible. I knew that the depression was there. I knew that there was sadness or was stress. I was dealing with a lot of depression and sadness and stress overall, just in general life and throw that at you. And we just used to share stories. And I spoke to him the morning of, you know, it happened actually, I got the phone call probably like six in the afternoon on my way back from a meeting heading to the gym. And uh, I spoke to him that, during that morning and we were talking about possibly going fishing in the Keys or coming down and hanging out and catching up. And, you know, I didn't see it coming um, beforehand or at that time. And when it happened, it was complete and utter shock. 
I mean, for, I remember that specific night I was staring at the wall for hours, just completely in disarray. The next day or the following day I flew out, you know, for the, for the funeral, but it took, I think two or three years after that of me dealing with things, coping with things in a raw form um, that really had me open up my eyes. You know, I was, everybody has different coping uh, ways of coping, if you will. And for me, it was alcohol. It was a little bit of alcohol and it was um, just going out and socializing with people, but socializing with people for the wrong reason. There was obviously something that was really bothering me. So in 2015 or so, uh, you know, wonderful Beth actually told me, she said, you know, I never realized how much this affected you. Why don't you maybe think about giving back to the community and, and, and this type of, uh, with the subject of this field? And I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. And one day I was sitting there in my office. I don't know what triggered it. And I looked up different organizations pertaining to suicide prevention. I found the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, emailed them, told them my story, and pretty much begged to be on the board. I didn't even know what it meant to be on a board, to be honest with you, of a suicide prevention foundation. And they said yes. I said only, only I had to do one thing and one thing only, and that was add Beth because she had a lot of the contacts. So we decided to do it together. And then from there, really, the journey started. And we went from that foundation to another foundation. And in being in another foundation, the Florida Initiative for Suicide Prevention, I began to kind of have a true understanding as far as mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, and what mental health is really about. Um, and it all just clicked one day and it made sense. And I, and I was just overcome with a peace of mind of, as far as what, what happened to Patrick. And it stinks that he's no longer here and I miss him like crazy. But I'm very much at peace because I understand that if it wasn't him, it could have been me. It could have been me. And it could have been somebody else that, that I love and care about. Um, and, and people struggle about these things. So it really opened up the opportunity for me to share my story uh, because for me, it was very therapeutic. And that's kind of, it just kind of began to take a, a journey of its own, if you will. And that's where we are today yeah. now. What I love is that I think people are getting so much more comfortable being open and having the conversation about it. And um, and I, I think what you're doing is, is really great because what I want to talk about is what I think is different and so unique is how you are, you know, in the financial planning industry and have brought the mental health aspect, which really, I mean, is, is a natural fit when I think about it. Um, so can you talk about how the two work together? Because obviously financial stress, financial worries, financial anxiety impacts how we feel overall. Absolutely. I think the one statistic that kind of uh, opened up my eyes when I was doing research and trying to figure out kind of the uh, correlation between the two, because I kept seeing it over and over in meetings uh, and just having conversations with people was that, you know, financial stress is actually the number two leading cause of suicide right. in this country. And it's behind, you know, depression and anxiety and the, the normal reasons of suicide, if you will. And so when I read that statistic, I dove in a little bit deeper and started to realize that it didn't matter if you were one that really struggled to make, you know, pay the bills every single month, or if you were one who was flourishing in a business or in a career, and really from an outside point of view, looked like you were okay financially. Everybody deals with some sort of financial stress to some degree. So, 
you know, the solution to this is not an abundance of money. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, I don't have that magical tree in the background and, and the, in the backyard where I can just say, <laughs> oh, you know, please produce me X amount you of money. Know. You know, that would be the easy fix. Yeah. But that's not right. right. Wouldn't that be nice for all of us? But that's not the fix. It's really clarity. And, in our, and, and I think in our society, we have a lack of clarity with a lot of different things. We're constantly on the go. We're very driven as a society to do the best for our families. And sometimes that lack of clarity can really be detrimental to us. We started to really focus on financial clarity and what that really meant for people. And if you look at our society and our community, financial literacy is not necessarily on the top of the totem pole. When you talk about these types of things, people have a tendency of just tightening up a little bit, getting stressed out. Uh, They're very timid about this conversation. It's a very personal conversation. and so we dove in a little bit more and, and there is a direct connection in a lot of different ways, but to keep it rather simple is, you know, a lot of people who struggle, struggle financially to be able to produce income or maybe struggle with their expenses, they have a tendency of linking their self-worth with their net worth. Mm. So what I mean by that is, could you imagine every day looking at your checking account or at your retirement account and saying to yourself, wow, that's all I have in that account. That's all I have. That's all I've accumulated over this period of time. After a certain bit of time, it's going to start to affect your psyche. It's going to start to affect the way you feel about yourself. And so that's where I started to realize that as individuals and professionals in the financial industry, we really need to do a better job as a whole and look at the overall well-being of an individual and not so much just on the financial piece. And that's kind of where this whole thing was born. And it wasn't just linking financial health with mental health, but it was taking it one step further and also linking it to physical health because all three, and you could probably argue that there are even more, but all three really coincide with one another. It's my mission now to be able to share my story to help people uncover what really is going on. And then once we're able to do that and the walls are brought down, we can then get to work together and start to accomplish some of the things that really people are looking Mm -hmm. to accomplish. What I loved about what you just said is people are linking their self-worth to their net worth, which because I think a lot of times, too, people think, oh, I have to have a lot of money to work with a financial planner. I don't have X amount in the bank or I'm embarrassed about what I have. my question about that, because you mentioned, you know, you see this amount in the bank account over and over and over again, and it starts to weigh on you mentally. In the context of what is going on right now with coronavirus, um, a lot of people are losing their jobs. Um, you know, people who did have a financial plan and were putting X amount a, a month away um, are now having to dip into savings, redo their plans you know, just survive, really. And I mean, I think that's a lot of what we're hearing right now. You, you do what you have to do to survive, to put food on the table, um, to, to have shelter, a roof over your head. Um, how long would you say does it take for someone to start to feel the mental impacts of financial loss? I think it varies. I mean, you know, you read articles that are coming out right now as far as finance and how it's been affected by the coronavirus. And and in our industry, we always preach having three to six months worth of liquid savings in a bank account in case you have an emergency. But really, when was the last time that any one of us thought about a pandemic, a global pandemic occurring, where maybe those three months 
we're going to, we're going to exceed the three months. Maybe we're going to exceed the six months. And so then what happens at that point? So I think for those who've always struggled to be able to save the three to six months of liquidity, I think that that financial stress can really start to hit them rather quickly. Um, for those who have saved the three to six months, I think it still is somewhat rather quickly because I think, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but when you look at a time frame, as time goes on and you get closer to that time frame, I think it's natural for people to feel more stressed and anxious. And I think it's the uncertainty going back to that of how long is this global pandemic going to last? When is it going to be safe for us to be able to run our businesses or go back to work and so forth? You know, there's so much uncertainty as far as time frames goes that I think that simple trick in our head of fear and of anxiety and stress is just a constant. I, I don't necessarily think that there's a specific answer. I think everybody is, is different. Um, but I think that's where it's really important for us as financial professionals and for, for us as professionals in general to be able to reach out to all different walks of life and just lend a helping hand. I think it's fair to say this is something that is impacting every single person and we're all feeling some of us are feeling it more whether it's just like you don't know how you're going to pay next month i mean i even saw a story yesterday some in south florida are already getting their eviction notices it really does scare me to think about that so some are going to feel it certainly a lot more than others but i think we're all feeling it to some degree so is there anything you would recommend people do just from a mental perspective, um, financial perspective, you know, how those two work together, something that we can do right now to maybe help calm that, that anxiety? Yeah, I, I would say, I think open communication. And what I mean by that is call, you know, the credit card companies or, you know, whoever your landlords are or your mortgage companies and so forth, and just have a conversation with them and be proactive as far as you know, how you're feeling and be truthful and honest with them. For a fact, I know that a lot of companies are working with people right now. So I think having open conversations and communication with these companies, I think is a must. The other thing from a, from a mental health standpoint, if you will, to kind of calm your mind, I think while we're quarantined right now, right now more than ever, it's extremely important for people to go out and do some sort of activity, whether it's in your house or outside of your home, go for a walk, go for a jog, ride your bike, do something for your physical health. But couple that with the open communication with a lot of these different companies, I think that can help. And if for whatever reason you still see uh, that there's a lack of light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, I would strongly suggest speaking to some financial professional. I mean, that's something that whether you're a client or not our client, that's something that we're trying to really pride ourselves in and just having those yeah. conversations. Um, and if you have a financial professional, constant communication with your financial professional right. is essential right now going over your plan and making sure that everything is in order if you have any questions or concerns don't hesitate we're here to help people and uh times are tough so we all have to work together no absolutely you know i'm not a mental health therapist but i've i've surrounded myself with many over the years with my passion with mental health and the one thing that that i know works for a lot of people is meditation you know i took a, a boot camp in the previous institution i was at about meditation. And at first I was like, there's no way that you're going to, they're going to get me to meditate. And, and I began to understand the importance of it and really the effectiveness of it. And I would say that just sitting in silence for a minute or two a day, I think would really help. Um, ask people if they know anything about meditation. If you want to meditate in a group, I know there's a lot of different organizations that are doing things. Yoga here is a hot topic, <laughs> something that I don't necessarily practice in. 
I, I do know that we are very soon going to be doing something uh, revolving yoga and meditation. Um, and we'll fill everybody in with that. But, you know, just trying to do the best you can with what you've got. Be there with uh, with your family. Zoom, go to meeting, FaceTime, your friends. Uh, and just reach out for help at the end of the day. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between mental health and, and financial health. Uh, there's a huge stigma involved where a lot of people don't want to have these difficult conversations. Um, but right now, more than ever, we need to have these difficult conversations. And the one takeaway that I would tell everybody is that no matter what your situation is, you're not alone. Right now, for the first time ever, we can sincerely say that you're not alone. The entire globe, the entire world is dealing with the same thing. So if we all work together, I think we will definitely get through this. And I think people will be and just fine. I think fine. also to echo that, like, there's no, we're all in this together. So there's no shame, right? Like, there's no need to feel no. any shame over wherever you are financially, mental health wise, whatever. I mean, we're all going to be impacted. We're all going to feel it in different ways. Um, but there's really no shame that comes with this. Like, whether that means you don't know what you're going to do for food next week. Like, I know that there are people who are willing to just call me. Like, I will help you, you know? Um, and I think that's, yeah. that's what is nice about this situation is that people are willing to just come together. Um, you know, if I got it, I'm here to help you with it. If I don't have it, I'm going to ask you and I'm not going to feel any shame about that. And I think that that's okay. Um, and it's almost comforting yeah. in a sense. Yeah, I, I look at yeah. this as a fresh start. You know, maybe we're rebuilding the global foundation of how humans yeah. interact with one another in the sense that we've put things now in yeah. perspective. I think it's it's kind of like those commercials with the red button or whatever, the <laughs> restart button. You can now restart. You can lay down the foundation. You can even improve now on who you are and, and how you live your life. So it's an opportunity, I think, I more so than that. anything else. And you know what? The one other thing I didn't want to ask you, so I know you talk, we talked about this. You're not a big yoga person. I'm not either, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a little more into it, but I have started little by little with meditation. I haven't gotten into a regular rhythm doing it every morning, but it's something that yeah, I think once you start to do, you see um, the value in doing it. So for you, what is your thing that you do for your physical health slash mental health to calm your mind? Like, what do you find helpful for you personally? Physical health right now, I would say going out for a walk or going to run, yeah. get for some fresh air, you know, lift a paperweight or something <laughs> or two, you know, work out, you know, your biceps, your triceps, whatever you can. Uh, mental health wise, ex whatever it is, right? And then I would say for my mental health right now is just when I disconnect, make sure that mm -hmm. I truly disconnect. It's really, I think in the past, it's always, I, I always said that I was going to disconnect, but I always still involved with whatever project or work or whatever it was that I was dealing with. And I, I would say that now be kind to yourself and just completely disconnect. If that means just being, you know, in bed for a little while and just having some quiet time to yourself, do it. Yeah, no, this has been really great, Renzo. Um, thank you. And if people want to learn more about um, working with you, how can they find you? Well, they can go on our website first off on www.onesouthflorida.wa.com. Um, and they can get more information, uh, shoot us a little email. They can reach out to me directly on my cell phone at 954-547-2986. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'd be more than happy to connect with you if you want to just shoot me a message. Really what I try to pride myself in is just try to have an organic conversation with as many people as possible. So I'm, I'm there to serve the community. 
uh, in whatever way I possibly can. No, so. that, that is so appreciated and especially right now. So thank you so much. But you know, what's even great is I know you were always doing that before. So um, much appreciated. Um, I'll make sure to link to all that information, including the upcoming events how to reach you, get in contact with you and learn more in the show notes on our website so people can always find you there as well. But thank you so much. Um, awesome. I look forward to staying in no, touch thank and you. talking with you soon. And please stay safe, stay healthy. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Uh, there were challenging things to talk about, but also inspiring and motivational things. And I think we all need that right now because you know, we're all gonna be going through it for a while. So I appreciated that Renzo had the opportunity to have that conversation with us. And let's just keep the lines of communication open. Let's do it and let's support each other and help each other. Um, so feel free to connect with Renzo. Again, all his information is right below in the show notes. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please let me know, share it. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, please leave me a review. And also don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And also give me a follow on Instagram at Tamika Bickham TV. I really would love to hear from you. And I reply to everyone. So please send me a message. Until next time.